Hindsight is 2020. So the saying goes. In a few days, we'll be entering into the year 2020. Now, maybe this caused you to think about your past year and to, and to look back on it and reflect on it and maybe see with a, a greater degree of clarity uh, what things were good and, and what things were, were not so good about the past year. Uh, see what took place in your life, whether it's for the good or, or for the bad. But I want you to look this morning way in the past to about 2,020 years ago, to the year 0 AD or BC, give or take a couple of years, since our calendar's probably off. And by the way, if you don't know, BC means before Christ, and AD means Anno Domini, the year of our Lord. Paul writes in the, in, in the epistle to the Galatians, But when the set time had fully come, God sent his Son. What made that, around the year zero, the set time? Some speculate that it was because of the, the Pax Romana, the peace of Rome. It was a peace that had never before existed, uh, allowing for the gospel to be spread. It, it meant that, that Rome wanted to get a, a count of its people, and so they enacted a census. The first census that took place while Quirinius was governing Syria, which caused the heads of the households to travel with their families back to their hometowns to register. It meant that Joseph, who was living in Nazareth, would go back with Mary to Bethlehem, the town prophesied by Micah, to be the birthplace of the Messiah, even though the Messiah himself was to be a, a Nazarene. This peace of Rome also meant that there was an oppressive empire over the Jewish people which would cause them to look for deliverance, a deliverance from bondage just as they had in the Old Testament. It meant that Jesus himself would have to flee as a baby due to a paranoid and tyrannical ruler. It meant 33 years later that a governor by the name of Pontius Pilate would want to keep in favor with the Roman officials, and so he would have an innocent man crucified, uh, even against his own convictions. At some point, to the, to the Roman system of roads allowing travel. At some point, uh, to the common language of Koine Greek spoken all over that, that ancient world at the time, which made possible for the writing of the New Testament uh, in a language that most people could understand and then to be spread out into all the world. And we can point to many other things occurring in history at that particular moment in time that made true centuries upon centuries of prophecies all revolving around and pointing to Jesus. And it is true that Scripture wasn't written in a vacuum. It was written in real history. God uses real history, real people, real events, real places, and real means to accomplish his very real purposes. But were these events what made it the fullness of time? Maybe. We don't know. They, they could be, all of them could be, or, or none of them could be. What we do know is that what happened at the fullness of time was meant to happen. God became a child. God sent his son to be born of a woman so that he would be born under the law. 
the law is what convicted Adam and Eve of eternal death, and their only escape was the promise of a Messiah, a Savior. But the law still stood. The law still had to be fulfilled, and God couldn't do it. Because by nature, God is above the law. He is above all laws. The law of gravity does not apply to God any more than the laws of the Ten Commandments. And so God needs to come under the law. But if God is going to come under the law, He needs to be a child. He needs to be obedient from the moment of His conception faithful to his parents, faithful to every authority, to every law, including laws pertaining to newborn babies. That's the reason why 40-day-old Jesus is in the temple. The law required that at 40 days old, a sin offering of two turtle doves was to be offered at the temple. And so Jesus, the, the maker and ruler of all things, is under guardians and managers, obedient and at the will of his parents. He's the owner of literally everything, but he's no different than a slave. Jesus was totally subservient to the law, fulfilling its deepest demand and its every command. And still, though he fulfilled it, he let its punishment fall on him, the punishment that, that we deserved. He placed it on himself. And all of this so that we would be adopted as sons. Jesus truly became a slave so that we could be truly free. Paul writes, God sent his son to be born of a woman so he be born under the law in order to redeem those under the law so that we would be adopted as sons. So what does that mean for you and I, especially as we enter into this new year, 2020? You know, we like to use the new year as a new beginning. And we say things like, it's finally going to be over this, this past year. This past year with all its terrible things that it, that it brought to me in my life will finally be over. It'll be a new year and I could start over. It's a new beginning. Can you imagine how glorious it would be if we could look around the moment 2020 uh, hit and, and say, well, anything that happened in the past doesn't count anymore. Credit card debt, all gone. Uh, ruined relationship, ah, better now, get to start over. Everything is new. But I hate to break it to you, that's not the way time works. The new year won't magically give you a new start. Whatever mess you're in, it'll still be just as messy on January 1st. Whatever addictions you have today will still remain with you. They don't just turn off when they look at the calendar. Your relationships don't reset when midnight hits. And just because your phone has a new digit on it doesn't mean the world is totally new. But the fact that God chose the right moment in the past to send His Son to be born under the law means that everything that was supposed to happen has happened. Jesus has done perfectly everything you and I have failed at. 
And then Jesus died crucifying with himself the sins and guilt of the entire world. All of the sins from every single person, from every single moment in time, before and after. When the set time had fully come, Jesus finished the work. And on that day, every sinful thing that you have done in 2019 was wiped clean. Everything you did in, in high school or college, every dumb mistake or, or regrettable decision you've ever made, gone. You are redeemed from bondage. You are no longer a slave of your sin or your guilt. In fact, you are a son of God. You have been adopted as God's own son. God works through real time, through real history, through real means to accomplish his real purposes. And this is one where there is no speculating or theorizing about because God has explicitly said it is true. Through baptism, the washing of regeneration, you have been given a new start. You have been given a new name, a new status, the status of God's Son. You have been made a true son of God, and because you are a son, you are an heir of God through Christ. Time is new for you because you now live in eternity. You have heaven. You have all the blessings of heaven. And so set your sight not, not on moments of time in your past, but in the moment of time when God sent his son. And set your sight to the future, not, not to 2020, but to heaven. And never let the devil fool you with the lie that, that your past is too rotten or, or ugly or filthy for you to be redeemed. You get a new start every day because of what Jesus did 2,000 years ago. You're linked to it by your baptism, by your adoption as God's son. And when God looks back at your past, in God's vision, he sees the perfection of Jesus. So may your 2020, may your 2020 vision be on your baptism, on your forgiveness, not on what you've done or left undone, but on everything God has done and given to you. In Jesus' name, amen. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, forevermore. Amen.